Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you build a giant pillow fort in your living room. And when people ask why you have a pillow fort in your living room, you say it's for your dog. And when they ask, well, what kind? You say, mm, chocolate lab. And we have a web of lies that's almost as intricate as the crown molding in Fort Pillow. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the pillow soft fortress you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. This feels terrible. How's it going? Uh, this is Aaron McGaffey. You're listening to This Feels Terrible, the podcast, uh, your favorite podcast about relationships, etc., or just a podcast that you like. And maybe you have another fav- favorite uh, relationship podcast. This is your favorite podcast and least favorite podcast hosted by Aaron McGaffey. I am Aaron McGaffey. And uh, I'll be uh, one of the two voices that you hear during this podcast. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well. My my back issue is slowly getting better. I'm going to this really nice chiropractor who's near where I live, and we had a uh, we had a, a too intimate moment today when he was showing me stretches that I can do, which meant that he was lying on a table on his back and thrusting into the air. And I was looking at his face as you do, because I don't don't want to look at his crotch, but he directed me to look at his crotch. Um, He's in a committed uh, homosexual relationship. I did not feel like he was coming on to me, but it was, uh, it was, it was awkward. It was weird. I feel like I'm, I'm getting very close to my chiropractor. I highly recommend he's a really great guy, but I'm not going to (laughs) plug him because I just said he made me feel uncomfortable. Um, But he's great. Anyway, do you guys have backstories? <laughs> Welcome to Backcast. Just kidding. Um, it's been quite a week. I, I think I, I had a relationship breakthrough this week, which I'd like to share with you. Um, I have a boyfriend who I love very dearly. Uh, his name is Dan Harmon. And uh, these podcasts will all be very painful to listen to if we ever break up because I talk about him quite a bit. But I, um, I'm, I'm crazy about him. And I realized this week that a lot of our, or I realized earlier today, because we talked about it, I realized that a lot of our arguments are my fault because I will, there, there's been this disconnect where I, I think that he doesn't want me to share how I feel about something, but he kind of spelled it out today where I realized that I'll ask him how he feels about something and then I will listen to it and then I will argue with it. Uh, we had a, we had an argument about a, a mutual friend and like I, I asked him like a very like basic question and he answered it and then I kind of questioned his response and then argue, argued with it, which I didn't realize I had. I didn't realize I had done and we were on the way to a movie screening. So I sat th- in the in the movie. I sat there the entire time angry because I thought that he had caused an argument. But then this morning realized that um, that I had caused the argument because I think that I don't I don't think I like to fight per se. I don't want to 
that doesn't make me feel good. But I think that I, for some reason, I, I like, I like arguing, which is a bummer because I feel like I don't like it when people just like to argue. But I think sometimes I do that. And maybe that's because I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Like, I, I, it's something I have to think about, guys. You know, we're all working through this together. Um, but, you know, side note, uh, I'd also like to say, because we've had a few guests on the podcast recently, and I've talked about um, previous crushes and loves and whatever else. In case it's unclear, my boyfriend now, best love of my life, best relationship I've ever been in. Love him so much. And when I, I feel so I feel so comfortable talking about past relationships because they don't compare um you know it's like uh it's it's like i'm at this great banquet and before they were just snacks <laughs> that's a terrible that's a terrible metaphor um and if i have any exes that are listening to this podcast it doesn't mean you're bad people you're not it just means that the relationship i'm in it's uh it's 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 better um the connection's better uh we's like family guys <laughs> um and he's so handsome and dreamy. And I, I ordered a bunch of pictures of him on the internet today. <laughs> um, that's it. De- engineer Dustin is looking at me like, where, where is this going? I, um, I'm decorating the house a little bit and I, and I had some, I had some prints printed, some, some old Instagram pictures that I liked. And I realized I was just, pic- I was just printing a bunch of pictures of Dan, uh, which he probably won't like because people will come over to the house and be like, what's, what's Dan's deal? Like he has all these pictures of him up everywhere. Um, but you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a, just a big fan. Um, uh, let's get to the podcast, you guys. Uh, really fun interview today. Um, my guest on the podcast is a very popular podcaster herself. Um, I bet a lot of you are listening to this because you listen to her podcast with Brian Safi called Throwing Shade. It's amazing. Um, listen to it. They talk about, uh, they talk about a ton of things and, and there, there's a, there's an emphasis on, on women's issues and, and gay issues. And it's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. And it's for everybody. Um, also, it's going to be, uh, they're going on tour with their podcast. So check out throwingshade.com if you want to see them live, which I would, I would highly recommend. Um, I know Aaron from the UCB theater. Uh, we have, have both performed in, well, obviously both we performed in things together in the past. Um, she used to have a podcast called the, uh, called the Ship Parade Show and then later the Bit Parade Show. And I, I loved that podcast so much that I dated one of her <laughs> co-hosts on the show, really because I loved that show. And that was, I listened to him on the podcast and then like sent him a, a, a Facebook message that was like, let's get coffee. Um, so, uh, so yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's also a full-time writer for Funny or Die, writer and director. And she's, she's a real, she's a real inspiration. She, she works really hard and I, I really look up to her. She also, um, also in this, in this podcast, we talk for a while about this video, um, by D- DJ Lubell called, uh, The Women of LA. And, uh, and Aaron wrote a really interesting blog about it. So if you want to pause this podcast really quick and, and watch that video really quick so you, so you can form a fin- a, an opinion about it uh, before you hear us talk about it. And then, um, yeah, maybe, maybe the, uh, podcast will, 
will will be if you want a richer podcast experience. Also get some chocolate covered pretzels because those are great and will make everything better. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get to it, guys. Please enjoy this interview with Aaron Gibson. So I, I was telling uh, engineer Dustin before you came that I think that your old podcast, The Ship Preacher, was the first podcast I ever listened to. That was, I was thinking about that today because, well, two reasons. Number one, I have your phone number from that. Nice. From contacting from that. It's cool. always going to have your phone number. And I have your 1-800-DENTIST email oh, no. in there. <laughs> have you talked about how you worked at 1-800-DENTIST? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I, that's how far back we go. Yeah. We go back to 100 dentists. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I listened to that podcast back when I was a nanny. So I have a lot of like, all my memories are of like cleaning up diapers and baby things. And we're so good on that episode. I still have it. You know what I should do? I should send it to you if you want to release it. Oh, sure. I, I have it somewhere. <laughs> where I'm talking, where that was when I was dating your co-host, Blake, Blake Walker. Yes. And, and everyone can see like how, like much you've, how much you've transformed into this person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, sure. what five years does. I mean, well, and that, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you, which has always been like something that's very fascinating to me. And one of my favorite parts of the Ship Parade Show podcast mm-hmm. was your stuff with Michael Blyden, who you were married to yeah. at the time and like your rapport. And then later on when the show became the Bit Parade Show, I don't know if it was on the Bit Parade Show or a different show where I heard you saying um, where when he had moved to New York for yeah. to make me very sad. I it, I might cry, but here's the thing. I'll always save it with a joke. Okay. So if it doesn't make anyone else uncomfortable, oh, don't oh. worry. This won't be forever. It'll be like right. a two second cry. Okay. Okay. This too shall pass. I These actually, cries shall pass. I'm so happy you're talking about this because I have a very... I have a very good end cap to what we're about to get into. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. All right, well, so, tease. So, so I... Um, so, so, like... Uh, our yours and my friendship is kind of not not weird but like like done shows together and teams at UCB and stuff but I don't think that you and I and I really like you a whole lot I don't think that you and I have ever like we've hung hung out out. yeah I'd like to I I don't know I don't know it doesn't make any sense to me yeah I don't know I feel like and I feel like I've there have definitely been conversations at like parties that are like, oh, we should totally hang out. But you know what I do sometimes? This is and this is a bad, bad. This is why I'm in therapy. One of the reasons. But um, I will. You pretend that you like people and you don't really. No, I wish that <laughs> that would be even better because I could definitely fix that. I do this thing where I um, I get kind of overwhelmed in social situations. And so um, I don't go do things. And it's, it's not, it's like last night I I had a nervous breakdown essentially. Like I, what uh, happened? Well, I said, I'm over dramatizing. I just got really overwhelmed with like, I had some social stuff to do. And then I had, um, uh, I had had an audition today, which I canceled because I can't, I'm I'm just trying to do all this stuff and I just can't do it. But I think it's all imagined like I do it myself like it's not really an insurmountable amount of stuff to do but I take it on as if it is sure and I do the same thing with friendships like in my mind it's a logical thing like well I have one girlfriend I'm hanging out with now so I can't add other girlfriends to this because then <laughs> this girlfriend like it doesn't make any sense yeah 
Um, I, I and it's that. a social awkwardness. It's like a weird social awkwardness. But here's the thing. I would love to hang out with you anytime. I have to say I was on your Instagram and I saw <laughs> you had a Beyonce party. Oh, yeah. You should have been at the Beyonce party. I was so I was mad at myself because I was like, Aww. I know all these girls. I I think I give off a lot of times a vibe of just like, oh, I'm busy <laughs> doing stuff. And I and I. And I say no to a lot of stuff, but out of nothing other than just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that too. Just being a weirdo. Yeah. I will now that I'm like, I, I just moved in with my boyfriend who has a house like a yeah. month ago. Now it's, it's much easier to like have, uh, have parties and things, but I'll, I'll bring well, you, you have more the than fold. three, you have more than three chairs. <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. my problem my problem right. where yeah. is everybody gonna sit yeah i did that i did like before i moved like i once was like i'll have a girl's night and everyone was so i think everyone stayed for a half hour because i, I just i i just invited every every girl that i talked to in the last two weeks and uh it was just a it was a real mess but i, ha I have a similar similar anxiety i also like i don't like that it's this it does feel like this constant like rotating like who are the, that's a thing. Cause Let I ask you this yeah. though. Do you think too, if you want to like, let's psychoanalyze this. Sure. Do you think that because we're in comedy and we're always hanging out with the dudes that sometimes it feels weird to be around a bunch of girls? Yeah. Well, it definitely like, feels really, like an occasion. Yes. That's why it has to, that's why it's a thing like the Beyonce party. Yeah. Or yeah. Like I, I have to have these big like girl occasions or like I have another, I have a group of friends who do like a monthly wine night. It's just, it has to be, <laughs> you're throwing your hands do, up. Do we, did I put you, I must've have you, had you on ladies movie night. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah. And that I was, was my always attempt yeah. to be like, I have yeah, to that get, was great. Yeah. But it, nobody came. Oh really? That's why I had to stop oh, doing it. That's a bummer. I was well, and so I thought I was just—I I thought I was not invited to it anymore. You stopped doing it. I stopped okay. doing okay. it because <laughs> well, I literally went to—I don't remember what movie it was, but I sat by myself and I was like, "This is the fucking end of this. <laughs> I cannot do." It. I think everyone, very well intentioned, was like, "I tried to mix the days up so that it would be different and everyone could make it." There were two hundred people on that list. Wow! And for not one person to show up. Yeah, I was like, this is just not is it I don't know if it's like too much of a thing to go see a movie and then talk about it afterwards. It didn't seem like it to me. No, I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what that is. I'm not blaming you because everybody's no, I busy. Don't feel that way. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I think if I'm remembering correctly and I hope that I'm not just like inventing this to make this all make sense. But I feel like at one point I I, I was too nervous and to I, go? If, I wonder if, that's yeah. And I wonder if that was a thing. Like I, well, I know with my, I've done like a few ladies things and like you're saying, because we were in most everyone who's there is in comedy or is like an artist and is around just a, a lot of men a lot of the time. So and we probably feel it's it, it feels lower. Well, I you know, I think beyond that, I think just women in general, mm -hmm. I think that female relationships are the most can be like the most uh, rewarding. Yes. And are, are much deeper than our male friendships. 
like they have to be and there's no limit but then the stakes are higher and it's scary and a lot of us have weird relationships with our mothers and it's like especially women in comedy like every woman I know in comedy has some sort of like fucked up relationship with her mother yeah and so it's the the the, the hurt stakes are so much higher like whereas a dude like you go and you eat pork rinds and then well that's the most stereotype that is you dumb. just jumped yeah. right to pork rinds. <laughs> I know, pork rinds I don't know any guys who eat pork rinds but I, here's what I think I think there is a there is a learning curve as being an adult of Mm -hmm. like and I think I'm just I'm coming out of the I'm coming out of it which is like oh I can be friends with girls and they're not going to hurt my feelings right yeah that is that is a maturity feelings on purpose (laughs) right yeah whatever you get your feelings hurt and but the thing is is like you can talk to your girlfriends as an adult and be like hey that wasn't cool. Don't do that anymore. And they'll go, okay. Yeah. Hopefully, you yeah. know. Well, it's less about competition. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, yeah. It's still weirdly competitive. You know, one thing that Michael Blyden, my ex-husband, really taught me that it was so zen and so wonderful. He was like, there is no such thing as competition. Like, even when you mm-hmm. walk into a room, let's say for like an audition or something, and you see two girls who look exactly like you, nobody does the same thing. And who knows who's in that room who's making a decision it's their yeah. call you're you don't need to make enemies yeah with and it's not god and it's not your mother no. and it's not your teacher who gave you uh not enough attention when you were a kid yeah. yeah so don't why spend your life making enemies out of people who um who who you could have friends with and especially be friends with especially here a lot of us don't have families yeah so we don't really have anybody yeah and so i don't understand why it's not a tighter thing. Yeah. I, I, well, I think that I'm like in the last few years, especially have really evolved to, to this place of really valuing my female friendships and which is not, which, and I didn't even realize, but it was something that I don't think I was really capable of before. Like I was always really excited, not, uh, well, I was never really like excited to hang out with a group of girls, but it was very like afraid or like, oh, well, this is fun and we do this, but like always felt uncomfortable. But something, some change happened in me where like I still have the male friends that I had before, mm-hmm. but I don't make new male friends I'm also in a super committed relationship so that changes everything that changes everything yeah there's no need for me to be like ah I met this guy Toby at the bagel shop and we're gonna go play baseball no like you know like that relationship I think like male female relationships are are really important and great and like some of my best friends are men but like there is the I didn't get it before but like female friendships it's it's magical like it's yeah. it's really it's really great it's also weird like it, it's it, it's like you can have a girl in your life who is actually supportive like that's such a that's such a great gift to, to have yeah. and I was gonna say tell this story so a couple weeks ago my ex-husband's writing partner's ex-girlfriend okay oh, oh. there's a lot of steps here <laughs> messaged me on Facebook and um the the message was so weird it was like um hey cuz my ex-husband and his writing partner sold a pilot to IFC that's based on loosely their breakups one of them being me right my right. divorce so she was like hey our ex has sold a pilot we should get together and talk about it and i was just like i'm still friends with michael like yeah, i yeah. love him he we live a block apart it's not probably 
normal but we did <laughs> yeah. it i know his girlfriend he knows my boyfriend we're like a family so i felt like oh and i and i was trying to give i wanted to figure out a way to give her an out to because i don't want to base a friendship <laughs> on that right you know i don't want to go get coffee and like shit on other people yeah which it felt like that's what it was <laughs> well in the beginning of that kind of like you guys sit down and are like huh well the shit that we're in men <laughs> right yeah. breakups yeah i i'm really focused on this thing too of like do you know about the bechdel test no. i think i'm saying it wrong okay so allison bechdel i know i'm pronouncing her last name wrong she was she's like does graphic art uh, graphic novels she's a lesbian those two things aren't really important guys. I just popped them in there. Um, and she has a, um, she has a test for watching TV and movies. And if it doesn't pass the test, then it's not a good movie for, it's not the female characters aren't very, uh, developed. Okay. So the first one is, um, is there a woman in the movie who's talking about something other than a man? <laughs> is there, are there, if, if yes, is, does she when she talks to other women do they talk about something other than a guy right and then i don't remember what the third one is because <laughs> usually it doesn't even get that far and um there's this um uh, uh video blogger and i can't remember her name but she was in the news a couple months ago because she wanted to do this tropes thing about video games and she raised this she started this kickstarter account and she wants to like talk about all the problems that are wrong uh, all all the ways that females are kind of depicted in video games and all right. these like the, the wrath of the internet came after her and people were oh, like, yeah, I saw your Tumblr post. Yeah. That, yeah. So she, she raised a ton of money because of that. And, um, but she did a thing about all, she does the Oscars every year. She does the vegetable test with all the Oscars and they always fail. So like my new thing, knowing that and like thinking about that all the time with like writing is like, do I do that with my girlfriends? Like I'm now very aware, like is everything we talk about, about other, about guys. And right. is that something that f female friendships, like your Beyonce party that had nothing to do with yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like yeah. stuff like that. I feel like that's stuff that needs to be cultivated and, and mm. um, you know, it's interesting. Like, is that, do you think that we, because I find myself doing that, hanging out with a bunch of girls and being like, let's come on, let's talk. Like, is that because we are afraid of our own female to female intimacy? And so we need to talk about hmm. our I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. Well, A, let me just say this. I don't think it's a sexist thing. Everyone likes talking about relationships because it's the thing that we spend a lot of our time on, you know, breakups and getting together and moving right. in and marriage and all that, right? So, but I think that guys are better at like, talking about relationships and then talking about other stuff. And I think girls aren't used to, or are don't grow up with like a sense of like, Oh, it's okay to talk about, I mean, honestly, even makeup or anything. Yeah. Well, we're also, we're Which not is something I love. We're not, <laughs> even though I don't have any on <laughs> we're not socialized. Women aren't socialized to be uh, teams. We're all really territorial. We create our own little kingdoms. And so I think it's changing though. I think so too. I think so. I mean, and I, I'm not saying that my, my little all female parties are changing any, <laughs> any part of that, but the excitement that everyone feels and it's like it's like kids running through a sprinkler at that Beyonce party. We watched that movie and then we just we and I wouldn't imagine that I would ever do this. We played Beyonce music and we all just 
dance. God, that sounds delightful. Yeah, it was great. And it was asexual and uh, fun. fun. And yeah, no one talked about boyfriends or anything. And my boyfriend like heard us having fun and was like kept on like wandering into the party and being like, oh, hey, what are you guys <laughs> doing here? What's, what's, what's happening up what's, here? What's happening in here? Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's 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 so it's so great. But I think like it takes it takes more effort. Like it's it's more loaded than well, male not, hangouts. It's not like I think it's difficult sometimes. I'm totally generalizing, but I'm saying for me, it's hard for me to relax sometimes because right. I mean, grow. I grow like there were there were like girl bullies at my school, and yeah. by the way, I also turned into one. Oh boy! Like my senior year, I turned into a like a female bully. How so, how would you bully? Well, I had one specific thing, um, and and I honestly <laughs> you don't, had a move. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. You said one specific thing. I'm like I've, imagining like it was a wet willy. Well, it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it was bad. Like I started a rumor that these two girls in theater were lesbians, oh. and I would call them lesbians to their face. <laughs> that is an awful thing to do. Yeah. Um awful and um her one of their friends and you just totally fabricated it yeah wasn't true they just brushed each other's hair but honestly i was jealous right like they had really good friendships and my friendships were oh it's a very like transparent adorable jealousy yeah they probably are in love you're sitting by yourself like picking at the stickers on your backpack yeah what's wrong with you lesbians your hair's all matted and weird Uh, (laughs) they're brushing each other's luxurious hair just i'm just like the weirdo in the back With a Jan Sport. You know I had a Jan Sport. Um, Jessica, can you let Fiv out? It sounds like she... Oh, never mind. I thought she was like... I'm sorry. It's okay. losing my mind. I thought I heard her like scratching at the door to use the bathroom. Okay. Um. Oh, no. She's awake now. <laughs> um. But I... The, her One of their friends like confronted me at prom and was like, you're a bitch and you're an awful person. And I, I was like... I just remember going, you know what? You're right. Oh, Wow. That was that was the first therapy I ever went to. <laughs> but oh, I but right. I don't know. I, I you gotta reprogram yourself with all that junk. Yeah. So let's do a quick uh, role playing exercise. Okay, let's do it. Okay, I'm your you are you now, but mm-hmm. you have a 14 year old daughter. Oh, God. So you had her very young. Yeah. Okay, and I'm coming home. Totally from possible. School. <laughs> I'm kind of, you look great. Erin just fixed her hair. I don't know why. <laughs> um, or it's or it's five years from now or a hundred years from okay, now. Okay, when well, it when it would be possible for you to have a fourteen year old daughter, right? I think now's good. Yeah, okay. put the pressure on. Uh, but what's what's because you named me? What's my what's my name? Oh, Stella. Stella. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was my great grandma's name. I'm not uh, trying to be like hipster ironic. No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I will say that that makes me suddenly be like, oh, I'm a little bitchier. Oh, for sure. Normal. Yeah. A Stella, Stella in L.A.? Gross. <laughs> I got to move to Switzerland or something. I'm going to have kids named Stella. Stella. Yeah. Okay. So what's my problem? Well, I'm coming home from school. Oh, okay. I'm me now. Yeah. And you're you. my kid. Okay. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Door slam. Hey, dude. I'm already fucking <laughs> No, it's, <home. laughs> that's right. You can say hey, dude. No, it could be here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, hey, mom. Hey. Hey, what's wrong? Well, thank you for noticing that something's wrong. Great. Well, you have your arms crossed. I'm very good at context <laughs> clues. Um, I don't know. Just all the girls in my class, they're all bitches. Uh-huh. Like all of them. Oh, God. What do I do? Do I take you out of school? 
what? I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, mom. I don't want to be taken out of school. Um, okay. Well, have you tried talking back to them? What? Yeah. I mean, what do they say to you? Well, it's not really so much that they're saying anything. They started a book club and they're reading Jane Austen, yeah, Jane, Jane Austen. All, yeah, whatever. They're all reading these books. Yeah. And it's like, it's, first of all, it's gay. Okay. First of all, hold on. Back up. You can't <sighs> say gay like that. It's like insulting to gay people. Okay. Well, just fine. say stupid. First of all, it's stupid. Okay. Okay. I agree. I don't like Jane Austen. Okay. Thanks, mom. It's super stupid. Mm-hmm. And they all just want to read all the time. And do you have, wait, hold on, back up. Do you have something against reading? Well, mostly that it's gay. Okay. Right. Or, or stupid. stupid. Right. I mean, do you know gay people? This would really hurt them. They would cry in front of you if you said this. Yeah. I mean, I know. I know the neighbors. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm Steve sorry. Steve and Steve? Yes, mm-hmm. they're awesome. And I like their cakes, which sounds... Sexual. Homophobic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but okay, I'm... Okay, so they read and it's stupid. Their reading is stupid. And I asked if I could be part of the book club and they said, can you even read? Okay. So here's what I would say. Number one, fuck them. Right? Why do you want to be their friends anyway? They sound like awful people. Well, I guess, I don't know. I guess I don't need to. It's everybody in the class. It's every single person in the class. It's all the girls in the class, except for me. They're all reading. And also... Wait, there's literally nobody else in the school. No other women in the school. No, there are other people in the school, just not in my class. Not in my homeroom. I see. Okay, homeroom. Okay. Well? I mean, there's... There's Tigger. Who's that? Why is someone named Tigger? <sighs> oh, L.A. Okay. Continue. It's my girlfriend, Tigger. She's really cool. She, I mean, you're probably going to freak out about this, but she taught me how to steal makeup from Rite Aid. Okay. Fake bottoms? What are you guys doing? Fake bottoms? Yeah. Oh. In the purse? <laughs> What are you doing? Oh, wow, you know so much more about stealing than well, I do. Well, I did. I used to be a thief in high school. So, oh whatever. wow, just don't. It's look, so cool. No, it's not cool. It's so cool. What does fake bottoms mean? Well, you cut the bottom out of the lining of the purse. Oh, you okay. Cut a hole in like it, this, and then you put the. No, don't do it. Okay, I'm telling you that it's bad. Okay, I never went to jail, but I had friends that went that got probation, and they weren't allowed to drive. Oh my god! Because that happened. And let me tell you something. Do you want to be in an LA prison system? No, no. We usually do baby. Why belly. are you even doing that? I could. I'll buy it for you. If you want a thrill seek, let's go jump off a building or something. Bungee, bungee, Jeez. bungee style. Not not freestyle. All right, mom. We can jump off a building. No, I don't really style. want to do that. I'm just saying I will go watch you if you want to like do some. Okay. Well, we were doing the pregnancy test. The pregnancy well, drug? No, for stealing. You pretend that you have a pregnant belly. You have like a big bowl. It looks like a pregnant belly and there's a little slit in the top. You just pop everything in. What? Where'd you get? Did you get this on the internet? I got it from a cartoon. You got it from a... (laughs) No, I don't mean did you get the idea from the internet. Did you get the fake belly from the internet? Oh, no, it's macrame. I made it. Or not macrame. It's paper mache. I made it in home ec. Here's an idea. I don't know. Spitball. Okay. 
Sounds like you love macrame, right? right. Well, paper mache. Paper mache. Why don't you start a paper mache club? It's not the book club, so it's not directly in competition with these girls. Okay. But it's something artistic and something that you know the most about and you can teach other girls. Oh, that's fine. For stealing. And no, stuff. no, not for stealing. Well, I don't know why else you would do it. I, can you make balloons and shit or baskets well, out of that? Stuff? Yeah, but I could also just buy a balloon or I could steal it and put it in my belly. Okay, well, what else do you like besides being a thief? Which, by <laughs> the way, we're not done with. <laughs> I like, well, I mean, I like kissing boys' ears. Okay, wait, back up. Of course you do. How old are you? are 14. 14. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, I like kissing. I like kissing Dusty's ear. Who's Dusty? He's this really quiet kid. Does he? Is this consensual? I don't know. He's in a special class. He no, you're. Wait, hold on. No, don't say that you're. Are you like <laughs> molesting a Down syndrome kid? No, he giggles. When you kiss him? When I kiss his ear, he giggles. Oh, that's adorable. You. This is assault. Okay. Well, just no. What one else? Ugh. Well, I, I wish some... I could say when your father gets home, but we all know he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, you screwed that up. Don't. You don't have to take the blame. I hundred percent. Did you say we? <laughs> no, I said you. Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Well, I guess there's a stealing. Well, I I started putting bleach. In those girls' lockers. What do you mean in those girls? You just pour it in there? Well, because you know there are those slats. That doesn't explain it. Well, why they else would they have them? Well, yes, and I usually get a, I get a lot on myself. Only a little gets in the locker. Is that why all your AG jeans, by the way, that my NBC money bought? Because yeah. I sold that sitcom about my divorce. Congratulations again, Mom. How many congrats do you well, need on your sitcom? I worked very hard on it. It took me almost 12 years to finish that pilot. And I bought, and I can't but keep buying you expensive jeans if you're going to just put bleach on them out of revenge. Mom, my math teacher who you went on a date with, mm -hmm. Mr. Henderson, mm -hmm. is it true? He, like the other day after school, he pulled me into my classroom and he said that you'll be alone forever because you're obsessed with your own depression. Okay, hold on. Now, first of all, I'm working on my depression. Okay. I'm not obsessed with it. And you know, I don't understand. He's a math teacher, so he doesn't have any feelings. That's... No. Okay. He's basically a robot. All right. Why is he even talking to you about this? I don't know. I, well, I got jealous when you went on a date. I gave him a picture of one of my nipples. It was not a big deal. He didn't even know it was mine. What? I gave, well, you what gave me mean? that print. You gave me that camera with a printer. So what? What was I That's... supposed to do with that? There are only so That's... many things I could take pictures no, of. No, you could take a picture of a quiche or a bumblebee or a car. It doesn't matter. He thought it was a kumquat or something. He didn't even know it was a nipple. So oh, God. Whatever. Well, it must have been hard on you for him not to realize it was your nipple. I mean, everything's hard on me. Everything's hard on me. Do you want to go to? Do you want to go to a boarding school? Do you want to get yes. out of this town? Yes, I want to go to a boarding Where school. Where do you want to go? Is it like a college? I, have I don't NBC know. Money, so I can send you anywhere. <laughs> I want to go to Connecticut. Okay, great. Do you want to go to Choate? Is that a thing? Yeah. yeah. So like a, I think it's a boys' school, but we'll see if there's a girls' <laughs> version. Yeah, I want to go to one of those because everybody there they do whatever they want. Well, it's actually not as 
as uh, footloose and fancy free as you think. But here's the thing. You would get to not live here and you could be kind of on your own. Although there would be like a house marm or like one of those things. I, mean, I, did, I went to public school and I grew up poor. So you're getting a lot of opportunities because I because uh, my divorce made us a lot of money. Never forget Single and Loving It, the sitcom that <laughs> took you to chode. <laughs> Okay, mom. That's that's all. <laughs> I'm just sending you away. I mean, I, well, I mean, I'd be sad if I didn't live with you. Okay, well, do you want to go to a different school? No, mom, I think I'm just a bad person. Here's the thing. You are a bad person. That's for sure. Because no, you're not a bad person. You're doing bad things. Right. All totally reversible. Okay. If you want to. Okay. Okay. If you don't. I don't, you're going to have to deal with your repercussions because I am literally like hemorrhaging money right now. Okay. Okay. Well, we're, I, I have some good news. Okay. Don't say you're pregnant. No, okay. no, no. Um, we're actually, we actually have some more money than you think we have. Why? Well, you know that Indian kid, uh, Petrus. Yeah. Petrus. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. Well, he, um, he, he built us a website like six months ago, this webcam called my sad mom and people pay to watch you. Nobody would pay to watch me be sad. No, look at this. Look at this printout. This is, we have at least 65 thousand dollars that's so good that's a lot of money i have to say though i'm a little disappointed <laughs> well it's really it's just toast. you on the toilet oh. i mean it's called my sad mom but i mean you're not even really that it's just it's you just on the my toilet butt. is it in the it's in the toilet no is well it's just above and like horizontal oh my god i love you no <laughs> do you want to take i don't even know where it is do i have to get a ladder to get it off the cameras? How? Wait, first, can I back up? $65,000 in what period of time? Are we talking in a month? Um, a year, talking, year. Oh, no, no, no. We got to we gotta turn this camera off. Okay. This is not a good, this okay. is not a good turnaround for me. Well, maybe if you're in, if you know about it, you'll do some more stuff. Maybe what do you want me to do? I don't know. Pee standing up or something. I don't want to do like with a funnel, like with a lady funnel. I don't know. Do you know maybe... what those are? Don't, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> and scene oh i mean <laughs> i literally started sweating because i was like oh god i have to really deal with this person this person <laughs> this is my kid and i have to figure out how to make this better for her i don't know what my end game was with that you know <laughs> i think my my real problem as a parent is going to be is that i have like this very um chronic thing about fixing problems for other people oh and i think that i would i don't i do, i i'm worried that i would raise a kid who would not be self-sufficient Mm. yeah do you get paralyzed sometimes when you have to do stuff <laughs> yes yeah yeah i think it's because well i mean my parents were just like oh, just don't cry just whatever uh, okay what do we do just make it stop <laughs> like i don't think we ever de- like really talked about actual problems wow there yeah. was a kid in seventh grade who th- um, threatened to murder me Whoa. And told me how he was going to do it, how he was going to string me up and gut me and all this stuff and told me where Jeez. he was going to do it. It was crazy. So I told my mom, A, she thought I was lying. 
Yeah, Which, right. Why would you lie about that? You come from an Irish family, right? Yes. And I think that's a very Irish oh, thing. Oh, yeah. No, no one, no one threatened oh, to come murder. come on. You're fired. Why, in this specific way, why would anybody do that? <laughs> so you know what my mom did? She wrote a letter asking uh, if I would please be moved, if they could move my chair away from him. Uh, perfect. That murder is proof. Murder proof. <laughs> You can't murder someone if they're sitting two lab tables away from them. I'd like my uh, daughter's killer to just forget about her if you could just move her. Yeah. He can harass someone else. Someone else had to sit in that chair. It's not like no one was going to sit there. Did you see him immediately be like, I'm going to string you up to the person who's in the chair? Probably not. It was probably about you. Yeah, it was only about me. How did it end? Well, we moved the next year, but not because of that. Right. So I didn't have to grow up with that jerk. That was in Kentucky. That was in Ashland, Kentucky. Oh, so anybody there who's listening, if you know a murderer, <laughs> it's probably uh, that guy. I like the, the the Tiny Toons version of people. The idea that like there was some murderer that was like, I'm going to string you up. Yeah. But oh, identical, but just smaller. That's just sad. tiny and adorable. Tiny and adorable. So we touched on it before, but okay. your marriage. Oh, yeah. Well, so you guys are still friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to live right down the street. Do you remember that house that we lived in with? Yes. Martha? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I went and did your That was where you did the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot we were still doing it then. Oh, I feel old. (laughs) That was like five years ago. Yeah. Was it? No. It was longer. No, No, it wasn't. It was five years ago. Okay. (laughs) That's not that long then. No, that's not so bad. Though I have felt very old lately. Trying to feel less old. Yeah. Well, just go to yoga. That doesn't fix everything. That makes nothing. <laughs> Just go to yoga. Uh, I've been going to Pilates, but like I really hurt my back like three weeks ago. Oh, jeez. So. What'd you do? I think I was moving boxes, but I really, really fucked it up. I haven't like every day. I have to like lie in a weird way every day for a couple of hours. I still need to go to the doctor. I've oh, gained, my like, God. like 10 pounds just like with this back injury. Well, whatever. That I agree. I gained weight when I got a U, um, IUD. Oh, what, just just from the no. The, oh, I had one with a hor- with hormones, and it made me in. I had to get it removed. It was insane. It I made can't me take bonkers. birth control. It makes me crazy. Well, you should look into the copper IUD because it doesn't have hormones in it. Oh, and you can party all night. <laughs> no babies party all night. <laughs> no babies. No party. babies. Oh yeah. So I was married for six years. Yeah. And um, so how how old were you when you got married? Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. And where did you like? How long was your courtship? And what? Was well, your... we had a very like um, fast and furious dating situation. So I knew him through a friend of mine in Houston, and then when I moved to Chicago from Houston, my dad simultaneously moved here to Palmdale, which isn't really here, but let's just say it's here. So anyway. I was coming to visit my dad one Christmas and I was like, Hey, Jessica, who's that guy, that friend of yours? Or maybe I had his, I had his information. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to be in town. Can I talk to you about writing a play? Because he had written a play that he turned into a movie and he was like, no, but I'll take you on a date. (laughs) It was like his year of like, I'm going to say yes to stuff. I don't know what it was. So anyway, we went on a date. (laughs) We went on a three, we spent three days together. He asked me to marry him. Right away? Yeah. And then seven weeks later we got married. Wow. Yeah. And it was pretty evident about a month in that it was a mistake. Really? How so? Well, we both cried. Yeah. It was very sad. Um, But I think it was a combination of like, 
we both knew there was something great there. Yeah. And we both talked. I don't think we've ever had a relationship where we could actually talk to somebody and like they actually understood what we were saying. Right. And got us and like could talk about things calmly and talk about problems calmly. And it felt like it felt very familiar. So we wanted to like lock that in. Yeah. But in hindsight, I think we just were like too. I And I feel this about a lot of people like or maybe a lot of people have this situation where you're just like, no, this person's supposed to be my family. Yeah. I'm not supposed to have sex with this person. Mm, this is it's just right. supposed to be this intimate friendship um that's platonic and that's basically that was the problem is that do we just did, did not want to have sex with each other interesting didn't yeah at all it was actually it from got, like the beginning or like from like pretty soon pretty soon it was always a problem mm. and um i think we just thought that's what marriage was like yeah because neither of us knew I mean, my parents were divorced. His parents are married and, um, you know, they have like a weird relationship. His dad's very like quiet and submissive and a scientist. And his mom is very like, you know, she's like the powerhouse of the family. And we just did. I, I think we just saw that's what happens. And his parents even said that they were like, that's what happens when you're married for a long time. And we were like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. Did you guys... So, so was it, was it just a, a, just like a, like a silent decision that was made or no, was... it was very hard. What happened was he moved to New York to do Jimmy Fallon and mm-hmm. I stayed here cause I was working on a network that no one's heard of. And, um, he, we were so happy. Yeah. We were like really happy and we yeah. were seeing each other like every six weeks. It was fun. It was exciting. And I was like, Two years in, I was like, of this, of doing this, I was like, oh man, I think this is, I think this, we have to break up because like, this is way better. Yeah. This is way better. That's hard. And so he came home for Christmas and I just, I'd been like, for like three months, like, I think we have to, I have to end it. I think I have to be the one to do it or at least say something. And I, I remember he came home on Christmas day. This is awful timing, but I couldn't, Yeah, I couldn't like do it anymore and I was like we have to get divorced and he was like what and I just start we both were like cried for like a week oh because we knew it was the we knew it was right yeah it's still hard I think sometimes because I love him yeah I love him a lot but I don't want to be in a I don't want to be married to him what is your relationship like with his current girlfriend you said that you live I like her a lot yeah she's a wardrobe assistant or no she's a wardrobe person what are they called wardrober What's the official name? <laughs> she puts clothes on people. Sounds like you have a lot of respect for her and her job. Well, I don't know if she's an wardrobe. assistant. She was an assistant when they first started dating. I think she now is like head of wardrobe. Head of wardrobe. Okay. Or not at a studio, but she's like costumer. Yes. Um, <laughs> but she's like she's like her own boss, her own lady. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pointer sister style. Um, <laughs> if anybody even remembers who the Pointer sisters are, um, very very recent reference. Um, <laughs> I don't know. She's nice. She's just like, wait, she's so calm. She's so calm and sweet. And she deals with all the bullshit that I can't handle. <laughs> like he, she really does. And That's I great. think they're great for each other. And alternately, my boyfriend puts up with a million times more bullshit than Blyden ever did. That's nice. Like I'll freak out. I'll just straight freak out. And Alexandra will be like, come on. What's going on right now? <laughs> 
we don't need to do this right but if i if it's like a real problem he's very comforting but if i'm doing like a thing where i'm just freaking out for like my own neurotic brain yeah it's great he's always happy that's nice he's very easy breezy (laughs) but he's not like dumb do you know how like some people who are like too easy breezy they're just like you're like oh wait are do you did you get a lobotomy i like pie yeah Pie's good. <laughs> How much money would you give to be one of those people? I'd give a million dollars. I would pay Just for the rest super of my happy, life. Super happy, super, yeah. Yeah. Not aware <sighs> of any of the... Do you never read the news? You're just like, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> I like pie. <laughs> I know I know what's new in pie news. Uh, sugar. Sugar. Oh, yeah, you can't eat sugar anymore. See, this is the problem. I can't be happy because I know all the negative things. <laughs> Do you ever have fantasies where you you're like a librarian in like Vermont and you're just at the library and you go home at night and you drink a glass of wine and you watch a movie and then that's your life? Yeah. 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 Or like definitely like consistent career fantasies or just or or like you're saying, like little little shop fantasies. Yeah. How long have you you and Alessandro have been dating since September? Since September. September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going well. Yeah, it's going really well. We had a vague discussion last night about moving in. Oh, it was like, what was the vague discussion? I go, well, because he used to live with his ex-girlfriend and I said, I go, what at what what month do you think we'll both will both stop being scared of living with somebody else? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, I, I think it's going to be probably like six months for me before right. I can even like, you guys have been together it. five months right yeah <laughs> so you're like get ready for next month Alessandro you're ready because <laughs> next about? month it's gonna, the fucking <laughs> shoe is gonna drop my friend um I I just yeah I I, I don't like my personal time my alone time right now but mm-hmm. it's starting to get to the point where at first I was like yeah I'm independent lady with the boyfriend now I can go to my house and do whatever I want I can walk around in my underwear and whatever yeah but not that I he would hate that he would hate that <laughs> well that why would I give that as the example I just walk around my, I'll walk around my underwear and not feel like ashamed I guess <laughs> home is the only place I can do that um but now I'm starting to like turn the other way where I'm like oh maybe I don't like being by myself this much maybe i do yeah. like being with him more is that what happened with you guys i think for us it uh I mean, how, you guys were together for a long time um well yeah like a year yeah yeah a year i mean i i got very frustrated because i i mean i lived in a like a little one bedroom apartment he lives in this big house and so like just so things were I don't know, for appearances or something, he would come over and stay with me sometimes, but it wasn't as fun. Yeah. You know, I just have the one TV and this, this house, like you can wander around and it's fun and exciting and the cat's here. And I don't know, I, I was, I was really, but he wanted to spend every night together. So I had like most of my clothes here and then just like every month or so I would get frustrated and be like, well, like I, I don't live here. And I wanted him to ask me to move in with him because I was like dragging my stuff back and forth. And oh, whenever that's I would, the worst. It was the worst. And then whenever I would spend the night at my house, at my own apartment, like it became this big thing. Like it wasn't just like, I'm going to spend the night at my apartment. He'd be like, are you mad at me? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to do this? Like, are you, you know, are you trying to ruin our relationship? And I'd be like, well, no, but I live here. All my things are here. I feel weird about 
yeah. you know, always being at your house if I don't live here. So it just became like, I think we decided that we were going to live together probably three months into dating and I spent all of my time here. Yeah. And then we had a, we had a discussion that was like, well, we both agreed that it's like a weird beeping. We, we both agreed that, um, the choice to move in together is in some ways bigger than getting engaged because it's, you know, bringing all your things together and it's actually like physically living together and it's a big deal. Yeah. Getting engaged and getting married is an easy step. I think after living together. Yeah. Not that it's like easy that you're just like, Oh, let's do it. But well, it's like, it's also like, it doesn't, you know, it means whatever you say it means to each Mm -hmm. other and like whatever timing it is. Like, obviously it, it means something outside of that politically, but yeah, like with, with us, like moving in, like to make sure that we were totally, I think it was like, I'm totally sure that we should live together. Yeah. And it's been great. It's been a huge, it's been a huge relief. Like there was a lot of tension, I think, surrounding being in separate places before we moved in together. It's weird how just like, like even on my end, like I have a hairdryer at Alessandro's now. Yeah. Because that was a huge deal. Cause I was like, well, I have to go home and shower and dry my hair. Every morning I stay over here. <laughs> I'm not going to schlep my like yeah. brushes and all my, my huge hair dryer and all that stuff over yeah. every night. Yeah. It's, there's too much shit being a woman that you have to like physically carry around to do that. Yeah. It's really, an, it's like a logistics thing on some Yeah. Level. Yeah. It's totally a logistics thing. Yeah. Like I was like banging bags around and like, well, I got to go, got to take a load back to my, <laughs> my car was a mess. Yes. Yeah. I had all my clothes in my trunk, basically. Just like scooting them back and forth. It's a nightmare. I mean, not a nightmare, but. Well, it's a, it's, it's it's like Rwanda, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is, I mean, this is, this is very cliche, but it is, you know, men are lower maintenance and definitely take for granted. Um, And I I mean, women can be as low maintenance as we want to be, but like men definitely take for granted, like women's beauty rituals and everything. And just hair. It takes me 25 minutes to dry my hair. (laughs) This I didn't even really dry my hair today. It took me 15 minutes of my life (laughs) to make my hair look fine. (laughs) You know what I mean? It looks fine. It's like it's not styled. It looks like it still looks kind of it's like frizzy. (laughs) I do look like it's, it looks like it's not even washed. That's 15 minutes to do that. Right. Let alone like another, it doesn't look bad by the way, Thank but, you. but it yeah, I, know I, get it. Point. <laughs> I mean, cut to like now, now we live together and I, I could put more effort into my hair. Oh, well, like yeah. But now why you got all this extra time? Yeah. <laughs> got You gotta, you gotta like fill up your time bank again. Yeah. Right. Well, the times that you've had to how far you didn't live that far away though from here no no lived really close which which I think made it a lot easier to spend all of my time here because I just live so close whereas yeah. it'd probably be more my time would probably be more Ooh, if you were in Venice Ugh. Would you well I would still know. be together oh uh, <laughs> I dated a guy in Santa Monica and that was the worst thing in the world I dated someone in Redondo Beach whoa well, we went on three dates, but I was like, I'm, what am I doing? I'm, I was like 30 minutes into the drive. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> Those of you who are not in Los Angeles, 
Los Angeles is like, I mean, and, and it's, it might be hard to understand this, like in different parts of the country, but it is the traffic and it's like Mordor. You can't and physically you're in a, get to somebody. Yeah. It's difficult and it's dang, it feels dangerous. Yeah. Too. Like, oh, you're going to get murdered or something? Is that what you well, mean? No, just like highway stuff. Like yeah. I get nervous about driving uh, too far on the freeways at night. I don't know. I get it, baby. Hey guys, it's the commercial. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for leaving feedback on our iTunes reviews. Super appreciate that. Please continue to do that. Um, also, uh, we have a little, we have a, a sweet little donation system set up here at um, This Feels Terrible Industries. If you go to feralaudio.com and click on the donate button and donate $50 or more, I will send you a painting. And if you donate $10 or more, I will send you a postcard. Um, yeah, do that. It's a lot of fun. And then if you, uh, if you donate money for a painting, please email me and let me know uh, what, what you would like me to paint. Um, also, I hope that you've been listening to and enjoying uh, Dates with Dustin. Um, continue to listen to and enjoy those. I don't know why I'm plugging them because they're 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 in your feed if you're subscribing. But uh, we're sending Dustin out on some dates. Uh, this this Monday is his first date. You get to hear what happened on his first date. Um, also, we have some live shows, and I know I keep on talking about them, but they are for real coming out uh, within the next two weeks. So stay tuned for more information about that. Also, please check out our Tumblr. We'll have um, we'll have information about Aaron on our Tumblr. That's the This Feels Terrible Tumblr run run by the amazing Caitlin Kelly. Uh, yeah, so so check that out. And uh, let's get back to the shoe. Um, speaking of LA, I want to talk about this woman of LA. Oh yeah, you want to talk thing. about that? Yeah. So if you haven't seen it. Um, DJ, is it Lubel or Lubel? I think. Lubel. Yeah. DJ Lubel wrote and made a music video for this this rap called a rap song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a mixed medley. Yeah, mixed medley called "Women of LA," which uh, you should well ch- check it out so you know what we're talking about. And then Erin uh, Gibson uh, wrote a really great blog response to it, which uh, when you I'd say like you'd be hard pressed to find that many women like I don't know like thinking women who watched that video and didn't have some reaction to it men included not just women just just people you know what was interesting and I'll I'll give you a little context but basically so I saw that video and then Alex Fernie who I share an office with that funny or die was like this is awful and I was like yeah it is awful and then I was kind of went about my day and I was like oh I should write something about this because last year I wrote another thing about um, these two TV critics who are women who were tearing apart other women's looks on new new pilots or mm-hmm. new new pilots that got picked up. Right. And doing like this insulting slash compliment thing to like, um, you know, Rachel. Dr- it was Rachel. Something. It was like oh, a yeah. hodgepodge of everybody. It was like Rachel Dratch and um, Lennon Parham. And uh, Lena Dunham, they were just like ripping all these girls. And I was like, this is fucked up. So I wrote a thing about that. And then then I was like, OK, well, I know what I'm getting into this time by writing this Women of L.A. thing, because I know I'm going to get a lot of hate mail. 
Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to get a lot of dudes who are going to attack me. Because last time I got a little bit of hate mail, but this I was like, oh, I'm going to I'm going after an entire gender kind of or a gender right. who thinks a, a segment of a gender who thinks this way. Right. So let's talk about like what the video okay, is. A little so bit. The, like you should watch the video, but like explain like. What yeah, the, the video is um, it's basically a story about a guy who moves to L.A. and can't get laid. But in the process of talking about not getting laid, he's degrading women, types of women in L.A., like West Hollywood girls. All they do is take money from their pa- parents, and but they work at CAA. So that's like kind of an L.A. industry thing. Um, right. Beverly Hills girls are all Persian and they're hairy, like very cliche. Hollywood girls won't date you unless you're Polly Shore. Yeah. Especially which, like, w- like women in L.A. are all. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Well, you know, but uh, women great. In- you got Polly Shore and you just <laughs> ham fisted him into that part. <laughs> women in L.A. are all star fuckers and are, are money hungry and only care about these certain things and are totally and there's no other way to say this are just totally two dimensional right. just surfaces. Whereas who won't fuck him still? Who won't like, fuck him? He's like insulting them while also being like, why won't you fuck me? Yeah. Meanwhile, like no mention of his merits nope. <laughs> or like not, not at all, which would be, which to me would be the obvious joke as someone he who does is, do. He does one line where he does some self deprecating stuff where he talks yeah. about like, how can I even get a hot girl when I look like, I don't remember he like right to the comic like I look like screech or something. I don't know right. what it was. Insulted someone else to insult himself. Um but he he just says that once and honestly there is a good way to do that video because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think are there a lot of Persians in Beverly Hills? Absolutely. Um I think we can probably agree that that is a large population of people who live in Beverly Hills. Right. Do you can you what if what if this what if he had something from his real life where he went on a girl who happened to be Persian from Beverly Hills and this weird thing happened on the date and that's what he talked about not or, a collective grouping of everybody's like yeah. this well I think like it that, was based on nothing it's it's dumb it's dumb I think the, the big thing that that stood out to me was that I don't think that that what he's taught, what he's describing is this, 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 uh, this really manufactured LA thing where you spend a lot of money to look a certain way. And also you probably do a lot of drugs and you're, yeah. you're pre- pretty empty headed and maybe your parents pay for you. That's not gender exclusive at all. Oh, by the way, DJ is from the richest yeah, of course he is. Of Long Island, and I don't know what he does for money. Yeah, of course he is. Ooh, he's so got I'm a shit saying, ton of money to make that. Yeah, of course he is. Like, I, I tried to follow the money. money but I was like, where where did he get all the money to make this insane video? Like, I'm sure it's not from his bootstrap fund. I don't know. My ex-boyfriend, so I know DJ, because right. my ex-boyfriend directed his first video called Wrong Hole, which fine you know like (laughs) i've done i've directed things that i'm not proud of but um so um when bob my ex-boyfriend he played that song for me and i was like are you gonna direct this video and he was like i don't think so and i was like you cannot do this i was like this is a bad song it is bad you cannot do it so when i saw the video i like got enraged all over again because i knew it was happening yeah i knew it was gonna happen it's so i mean like aside from like being insulted as a woman just being insulted as a person 
because like I was saying, like it's not gender exclusive. I think the way to do that video would be like, I'm trying to get people to like me in Los Angeles. Um, I am this way and I can't like, because I think you and I both have been in situations where we've been at parties where like, it's just a bunch of models and are like, Oh, I know yes. that they just eat vitamin water and I feel well, and audition, male really like, and female model. Like it's not, like I said, it is not gender exclusive. No. They just fuck each other. And then there's this, there's this, uh, there's this layer of people beneath it that are the people who are the writers and like the comedians what and everything. Like, honestly, I'm so fucking tired of, of, a women not feeling like they have enough weight to like have their own careers and date who they want and this right. whole like hot girls dating nerdy guys or like hot girls dating like dorky producers or i mean fine whatever you want to do that but like yeah i don't understand why that is like some symbol of like of of you've like you've ascended yeah it just yeah. It, i think it's a self-esteem thing for sure like that just tells me that DJ like deeply hates himself yes. because all he wants to do is fuck a model so that he can feel worth. Yeah. Well, there's a, yeah. Well, and like there's a point in the video where he says like the girls in the valley and there are overweight, like, overweight girls. And it's like, yeah, like you won't stoop. To but I won't dating. fuck a fat girl. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's no there's no in between. Also, bra lowest denominator, lowest common denominator is you. It's not this like giant range of people. If that song was like, self reflected. Yeah. If it, uh, but it's not. It's not an honest video. It's just like a dumb the joke that he had with somebody. But it was. I knew it was gonna blow up. Yeah. And well, I knew that's what. Yeah. Yeah. I knew people in LA were gonna like it. But you know what made me kind of mad? Not that I think. It wasn't really mad, but I was like frustrated because a lot of girls really were like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Thank you so much for writing this. And I was like, put that on your Facebook page. Don't send me a private message. Like it does nothing. A lot of people were just like DM'd me or like wouldn't say anything out loud. And I was like, what's embarrassing about saying you have a problem with this video? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, I so so I wanted to talk about. That. I mean, I don't need it for like recognition. I just mean like, no, I understand we, what you're saying. We know it's we don't have this collective like anger. If you just do in secret, go, I have a problem with it too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Plus, well, I just made like, it no okay one, to talk about it. No one wants to. I mean, this speaks to a larger issue, which is something that I mean, with like sometimes I I take part in or like now like weekly take part in my boyfriend's podcast and which is like mostly been like a totally positive experience but there were there were a couple shows on tour where like I spoke really openly about my feelings or I don't know whatever else and then there was a the big backlash that was like hey like you you keep your woman feelings off my off my man cast you know all this all this stuff that was really like I don't know. Very, very hurtful. And I was reading through your, like the 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 tweets that you got. From oh, the ones that, that I put like, together. Yeah. Like, what is that? I mean, so so those of you who don't know, Erin, you should read her. It's Gibble. Go to gibbletron.com. It's her blog. Mm -hmm. It's very good, and you can see her. Like very like thoughtful and not hateful blog response. I tried to, to have a lot of it's empathy. Pretty funny and like for what he. What, what, I was like trying to be empathetic to him. Yeah, well, and it's like your your blog is pretty joyful and silly. Like it's not. It's a. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be like on a 
fucking uh, soapbox, you know, going, yeah. like, this is wrong. It's, yeah. You can't get anybody it to listen fine. to it. But then Aaron got all of these, all of these tweets and uh, I'm, I'm assuming also emails yeah. and DMs. Oh, everything. And, Facebook. Yeah. Everything. That were just like, hey, it's a joke. Can you take a joke? Can you take a joke? Uh, Yeah. She also, you, you you responded with a joke. Can we talk about a joke? Also, if I take a, if I take a picture of a kid with Down syndrome and I set it on fire and fart on it, can you take a joke? Yeah. Like, it's just jokes. I'm just kidding. That is the one. And honestly, this is what bothers me so much about this. My mom used to hurt my feelings. Well, and yeah, she you would say it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's not cool. That's a great comparison. Yeah. In Aaron's blog, she said, you know, my, my angry Irish mom would say, would say something mean and then be like, Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not, it's totally invalidating everybody's feelings. And you know and what? Also, yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. Like you can't have a conversation when someone just, it's just a roadblock of like, well, yeah. I'm done talking to you because it's just a joke and clearly you can't take one. So we're yeah. done here. P.S. I work for a huge comedy website. Like it's not like run I'm, by men. Run by who men. Who hired you? Who hired me? So yeah. it's not like I can fucking take a joke. By the way, I take jokes all the time that I don't necessarily, like I work with all dudes there are no girls who work there anymore not yeah there used to be they're gone i'm it's it it's kind of crazy and I know that. and i feel like a lot of times i feel very alone because i pitch things and it's a girl thing and i and i it sometimes doesn't go anywhere because i'm like i think girls will think this is funny but right so i have that fight all the time and i just i hate being in not that it even matters i shouldn't take people that seriously but it feels very invalidating as a phrase to say it's just a joke. Yeah. You should never say that to anybody because you know what? If someone's well, not dumb. laughing, it's not a fucking joke. Well, to them. and it's just, it's just people like, I'm not saying that all those people that tweeted at you are dumb necessarily, but like, it's just dumb dot connecting. And it's like, it's just a lack of understanding. Also an added, an added like infuriating layer to that video as a joke is that, um, it's the easiest, like the joke that women are vapid and shallow and just care about fucking and money. Like, wow, you really are breaking like some barriers here. Well done, like you're like, wow, comedy. thank you. Yeah. Like you, congratulations. Like next, can you put uh, milk out of your nose? And then, and then to get on you, like, Hey man, it's a joke. It's not like you are criticizing something that's progressive. You are, uh, you're criticizing something that's antiquated and, uh, misogynistic and like, bravo. Like it's so By fucked the way, up. And what do you care if she's, Hey, her, her opinion is, is just an opinion. They, they did fucked up. They did a thing on Huffington Post live where they went on and were interviewed about it. And I was like, Hey, I know a million people who work at Huffington Post who know that I wrote this thing and no one asked me to come on. I would yeah. have gladly been in front of his face and said all these things to him. Yeah. And instead, I didn't even get the opportunity. And um, yeah, I, I was mad about that. I was like, oh, really? So Huffington Post, a thing that's like dedicated to journalistic integrity, you can't even get me on for right. Like, and they talked about me. On the thing. And they didn't even ask you. <laughs> no, it was, I know where the, the office is like fucking Beverly Hills. Like I've been in their office. It's crazy to me. Like, that is crazy. Why don't, why don't even they care? Yeah. No, it's like, what do you, like, who are you hurting 
by opening up a discussion about whether or not something is shitty. Like, I don't care if something's offensive. But you know what, Aaron? I feel like he's not... What a million things that I do are not going to change the way that he operates, which is fine. I don't yeah, even who care cares? about that. But like, yeah, exactly. Like, I just, just want people yeah. to have like... People who... I, who I used to be when I was in college mm-hmm. was a person who had problems with things, but didn't know why. Yeah. Like figuring that out. And all my purpose in life now is just like, when I have a problem with something, I'm going to write something hopefully thoughtful and hopefully even handed about it in a funny way so that other people can go, Oh yeah, that's why I have a problem with it. Yeah. Like just so people have a collective thing to be like, Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, and what's going on with our, with with our like the with our society of of discussing things on the internet or whatever else if we can't offer up a counter opinion to something like how dare you you respond to Aaron like no shut up what's what's your idea of the internet sir like what's Uh, your problem like let me tell you something people get in front of me and they will they won't say it they will not say it right first of all I, I I know this like Every time this happens, I'm like, come talk to me about it. Yeah. I'm a logical person. Yeah. You won't say that stuff to me because you can't hide behind the internet because you're, that's, it's like cowardly. Yeah. You know, you're not ashamed of your opinion, which again is not hateful. Um, What was (laughs) fucked up was that a lot of people who said shitty things to me didn't know that we had mutual friends. Oh. And one of the dudes that said something was a previous host on Current who was basically a coworker of mine. We right. never met because we worked in different cities, but we worked yeah. for Al Gore's progressive news network. Yeah. And he got in on it. Like, what? Like, what? I don't. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. That, that's just, yeah. And also, all of that is like, it's like trigger, it's like trigger happy reactions. Like, Oh, well, this is what I feel. So I'm going to put it out there right now. Like, yeah, I didn't just that was like a seventh draft of that thing. And I had people read it. And I was like, do you think I like I put a lot yeah. of thought into it. I wasn't just like, oh, he's very thoughtful. I went off half cocked. I mean, what do you think of it? I mean, like, I guess like a lot of those people's criticism is like, hey, like it's a joke. You're criticizing a fellow comedian. But you like and listeners, I hope you check this stuff out and form your own opinion. And if you disagree, fine. It's totally For sure. It's totally fine. But the Aaron's like counter to the video wasn't like, don't watch this. Don't listen to this person. But the like, I kind of feel like the the like preciousness over that idea that like there's this nerdy Jewish guy who can't get laid in LA and it's because all these girls care about money. It's, it's like, which he has by the way. So which he has a ton of like, yes, clearly he made this giant video. Um, it's, it's like, it's when you, when you offer an opinion that, that disagrees that disagrees with that, it's like, you're saying like, I don't like tomato soup. You guys like tomato soup isn't good anymore. Like people are like, but this is, we're so comforted by this idea that women are bad. They're bad. Okay. Oh, that's okay. They're, they, oh, oh, um, no, okay. it's just like, it's like, don't invalidate these stereotypical ideas that I have about people. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like to be challenged on stuff. I personally love it. I want to be told that I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's 
that's great. That's fine. There it's, and it's interesting. You were saying that like people were direct messaging you and were afraid to be open about stuff. Like it's, it's okay. Other we're com- allowed to... Girls who were comedians. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that speaks to a whole other issue about like women just being afraid to, I think, you know, we're afraid of seeming because like comedy, bitchy. we're seem, afraid of seeming bitchy. We're also afraid of seeming, uh, butch or sexless mm-hmm. or man-hating which is not not what it is at my all. boss was like yeah, we, grow we, up everybody we all went on a trip together to washington dc and he was like do you have a boyfriend and i was like yeah and he, and he goes you have a boyfriend and i was like i called him out i was like wait a minute what do you find so awful about this i was like first of all you know i'm divorced so you know i'm capable of like yeah being loved by <laughs> a man so and he was just like oh i didn't mean it like that but he he reacted so like what it was crazy oh man that is crazy it's all, ugh, whatever we're fighting the good fight everybody um i'm curious what you guys think about this send me your emails this feels terrible at gmail.com um okay so with that like changing the subject a little bit like how do you personally like like this included and other things how do you deal with like negative internet feedback okay well i take it personally for i give myself about five minutes where i can take it personally and then i have to just not i i avoided it at all costs but if i yeah. if it like it's on my twitter or something then how do you process it like do you do you say like well these people like do you do you justify it a certain way or i do, do you, try like- to i try to like I read them because I'm like, maybe they have a point. I always say maybe they have a point. And then yeah, if I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 no. This is just irrational. Then I I try to ignore it, but it's hard. It really is. It's personal attacks, you know? Yeah. No, and I and I felt like a lot of times it's unwarranted, but. Yeah. Well, do you feel like you is get a it weird... more because you're a woman who's like an outspoken like comedy lady? Yeah, I think it's more like, I, I don't know. I feel like it is changing. I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's... Mm, there's so many dudes now who are like very progressive and stuff. I definitely feel like more, here's the thing. If you can't in person, and this is always my thought process with stuff, but like if you can't in person, find a way to do something in a joke, even if it is like, Hey, I don't think this is cool. Yeah. Or you can say it in a calm way. People are definitely more apt to listen. But as you can see here, like I do get heated about stuff and I have to like stop and go, wait, this is not a way to deal with something. And um, how can I get people to listen to me without instantly going like, well, she's using a tone. And so I'm not yeah, I'm shutting getting down. emotional about it. I or... do. I get yeah, yeah. mad. Rightfully so. You yeah. just try to deal with it. I mean, you, you probably get the same thing. Yeah. Figuring out how to deal with it. I really do. Yeah. I have a bad time. You just march on. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. There's honestly worse <laughs> things in the world than people being shitty from their couches totally you know what I mean? totally I'm but trying it's to, like, hard not to trying to give more weight to people that like are nice and constructive versus just um th- th- not there will always be people who don't like what you do always yeah. and if i think if, if we can which is a compliment that, like if you like you're not that good if yeah. there aren't some people that have a big like negative reaction Agreed. to it. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but like it shouldn't be taken as an insult. Yeah. You shouldn't if you please everybody then you're wheat toast. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to be wheat toast? Not me. Um okay. So then and also how do you Here he's got to start his other thing a second. Um 
Lastly, uh, you're, you have always struck me as somebody who's like super together all the time. I'm like, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> really like focused. You always seem very healthy and uh, just like so together. And I hate to like to, to to totally make this red book all of a sudden, like or good housekeeping after sure. all of that. How do you do it? What I do, do well, do? it's all a facade of whatever you whatever you're thinking, <laughs> it's not true. I do go through phases of working out very heavily, and then like last year I started smoking again, which I've actually oh. stopped. Oh, that's good. So right now I'm in a phase of like recovery okay. from from like I feel like I operate in two different realms like I will be super reckless and super responsible at the same time and I am working to do be middle of the of the, of that spectrum gotcha. um last night I had a nervous breakdown uh <laughs> I had an anxiety attack and I had to leave work and I oh. cried for an hour Aww. because I was so overwhelmed because I just do to I try to do to everything you know yeah yeah and it's out of a sense of like well I'm someone's asking me to do this audition tomorrow so I should totally do it but I don't like my life like that yeah and I think anybody who says they've got it together, they're just lying. They're lying to themselves. It's better yeah. to not have it together. It makes you a better so. creative person. I'm not saying you should be like a walking mess. Well, but I mean, I don't have to try. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> met people who naturally. like people who like run every day? I'm generalizing, but the people I know who like get up every morning and run, yeah. they're a little robotic. Yeah. Well, also like don't. I've never been somebody who like if I have to get up early in the morning and everybody is like, oh, but we, 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 let's play a catchphrase. I've never said no ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, which is good and bad. Probably mostly bad because it like gets in the way of focus. I stuff. also have a genetic thing where I don't know what it is, but I have to get sleep. Like I oh, have to get <laughs> I have to get seven hours, seven hours minimum. Oh, well, that's good. So I so I always like I have like a tiny anxiety attacks at night where I'm like. It's, I wish it, I didn't say anxiety. It's more like neuroses, but I, if it's like 11 PM, I'll be like, well, I'm done drinking and I will stay out for another hour. Cause I have to go to bed. Like I am always thinking that's I great. love schedules, but I also love over scheduling. And yeah. that's when I get into this like downward spiral of, Oh, I've said too much to things. Yeah. 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 Or I've said yes to too many things. Oh yeah. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I love this. This is so fun. Oh, great. I'm glad I said yes to this. Hey guys, that was the, I was about to say that was the dream. That was, <laughs> that was the dream, you guys. I'm living it. I'm living it. <laughs> that was the, that was the podcast dream. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, check out Erin Gibson on Twitter. She is Gibblertron. That's G-I-B-B-L-E-R-T-R-O-N at, on, on Twitter. That's also, uh, her, her Tumblr website name gibblertron.com um listen to throwing shade uh also if you uh we're still doing um if you are interested in um in in either losing weight or getting healthier or just loving your body more uh a bunch of us are on a forum which is which is really taking off and i'm really impressed by everyone it's pretty cool uh if you want to find out what i'm talking about go to terriblebody.forummotion.com and uh there are a bunch of us who are committing to um 
to improving our uh, self-image by action. Um, before uh, August 15th, on August 15th, I'm going to take a bunch of bikini pictures. I should post like a, I guess I should post it before a picture because otherwise people are going to be like, were you so hot the whole time? This is me assuming that I'm going to become a, a Yasmin Bleeth. Yasmin Bleeth. Great model reference, Aaron. Um <laughs> Uh, shout out to Yasmin Bleeth. Um, I, uh, yeah. Also, I wanted to share with you guys before we go, cause we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a new sign off. Um, this week, uh, Dan and I were hanging out at home and I, um, I had to, I had to get going and, and, uh, get, get working. And I, I said out loud, McGath attack. And I didn't realize that I said it out loud. And Dan was like, what did you just say? And I was like, oh, I like it was it was something that I just re- repeated in my brain. And I realized it's something that I've said in my brain before, but never out loud. So new sign off, guys. McGath attack. small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever.